What is up and welcome back to Zen Business, the show that studies health and mindfulness habits that ultra high performers use to reach the top of their industry and their craft. I'm your host, Jonathan Maxim, Managing Director at K&J Growth Hackers and founder of five digital companies. We've grown these companies to great levels and created an exciting and fulfilling life for our team members, but the truth is it was much more challenging than we ever could have imagined. All right, now let's jump in. All right, what is up and welcome back to Zen Business. I am stoked to have you here. I'm stoked to be here. It is a wonderful day here in Los Angeles. It's sunny outside. Looks like the sun's gonna set behind me in a few minutes, but it's always good because I get a little bit of light coming in here and really bring some fresh air and some fresh vibes. So anyway, today what I wanna talk to you about is how I took mushrooms for 15 days straight and what happened. So let's jump in. Now, some of you guys may have heard of microdosing. I'm sure you have. It's a pretty popular topic at this point, but I think it can be a little bit intimidating. You know, when I first came into the space, I was actually advising for a company that is one of the largest uh, content producers for microdosing and learning to, you know, use these alternative substances and plant medicines as a means of improving productivity, expanding, expanding your creative uh, potential. And so I kind of got like an outside view and I was looking in for a long time. And I would say the company had about 30 employees. And I always kind of wondered to myself, I was like, is everybody here on acid or mushrooms? <laughs> and maybe they were, I don't know, but it's not quite that. It's a little bit different. So let's jump in. So really the reason I even considered doing something like this is one, because, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm, you know, at least at my base company, KNJ Growth Hackers, I'm usually working like 50 hour weeks, let's say. Um, but then I took on another role as a CEO of a tech company called PayPal. So now I basically got two jobs and that's just a lot of pressure, right? So I've got 29 people at one company and about another 21 at the other company. So that's a lot of inbound. You know, I get messages on WhatsApp and Telegram and iMessage and I get phone calls and emails, et cetera. Slack's always blowing up. So there's just a lot of you know, pressure sources. And that can kind of make things hectic for me. Um, you know, when there's people hitting me up on iMessage and then I'm also getting a phone call and then my business line is ringing and it's just feeling pulled in all these different directions is kind of a recipe for disaster. So that was causing, you know, a lot of stress throughout the workday. And, you know, I have times that I block out where let's just say I do quiet time for two hours in the morning and I just focus and, and do my, uh, my MIT work, you know, my main important task for the day. But still, you know, with all of these, I guess, notifications, it's kind of hard to avoid them. I would say it's the equivalent of having like four or five jobs because I've got, let's just say three clients and then I've got my internal team and then I got my team at my other company. So that's a lot of sources of inbound and you would think, okay, business is booming, things are all good, but there's kind of a, a knee jerk reaction. You know, there's kind of an alternative effect that you weren't really expecting or I wasn't really expecting. Um, so what would happen is basically throughout the workday, my body would feel tense. Um, I didn't know it until after I started this process, but like my shoulders and, you know, my chest and other parts of my body would get tense. And it's just, you know, it has to do with body awareness, different parts of your body hold different tensions, different emotions trigger different spots of your body. And so a lot of times we don't know when we're feeling tense, it just kind of comes out in the way that we show up or, you know, our energetic presence. I also found it difficult to like think freely when there's constant operational pressure from all these different angles. 
So, you know, it's kind of like, how do I isolate these pressures and deal with them one at a time rather than trying to deal with them all at once? You can just be a multitasker, but then you just end up in you know, a whirlwind of different demands and requests and you know, tasks and projects and stuff. So I was curious if there's a way to have a creative calmness in this kind of environment. Is it possible to have the kind of uh, flow state that I seek to do my work in when all of these things are happening? Or do I have to like literally cut it all out and just focus on one thing at a time? So the question is like, can I have creative mind space when I'm under you know, pressure from all these various different sources or do I need to like isolate? And that's still a question, but I'll get to you know, kind of the, the resolution that I found. So I, I was wondering like, do I need to carve out creative space or can I weave in that kind of flow state into everything that I do? Can I bounce from task to task and still stay in flow and still work smoothly? So the reason this is all kind of concerning to me is because I read a book called When the Body Says No, and it's about the stress-disease connection, so how outside stressors can cause physical ailments. And it's a really good book. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes after this. But I was concerned that I might be aging my body faster than it would have been if, let's just say, things are out of alignment or I'm under pressure or I'm stressed. So that was kind of the question is, with all of these things going on, am I doing, you know, am I reversing all of the mindfulness and health techniques that I have, like eating well and working out, meditating and journaling? Is all of that becoming null and void because I'm putting myself under so much stress? And is there a way to channel that stress, you know, kind of like a river delta comes in and they all meet in the middle and it, you know, the water just flows smoothly through the output? Is it possible to do that with our energy and our, our, our work in a way that doesn't cause a misalignment, you know, doesn't cause tension in the body, just smoothly flows through? These responsibilities come in, I output the work. So that's really the main question. And in the body, in the book, uh, when the body says no, I, I, I just grabbed the synopsis off the internet because I really liked it, but it said, can a person literally die of loneliness? Is there a connection between the ability to express emotion and Alzheimer's disease? Is there such thing as a cancer personality? Drawing on deep scientific research and Dr. Gabor Mate's acclaimed clinical work, When the Body Says No provides answers to these critical questions about the mind-body link and the role that stress and our emotional makeup play in an array of common diseases such as arthritis, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, irritable bowel syndrome, and multiple sclerosis. <laughs> it's a lot. I agree. So in, in the book, he talks about, they, they have these two isolated studies. The control was a group of people who smoked for their whole lifetime. And then there was also another group of people who smoked for a whole lifetime. I think it was about 20 years. And one group, like 80% of the people got lung cancer. The other group, nobody got lung cancer. Same physical environment, you know, same carcinogens in the cigarettes. One group of people didn't get disease and the other group did. The only difference between those two groups is that the group that ended up getting sick, that ended up getting lung cancer, was the one that was people labeled as this person was a perfectionist or they were constantly stressed or they were trying to impress other people or they had repressed emotions. So the only difference was the emotional state. These people were either stressed or you know, living out of alignment, you know, doing something that wasn't their purpose. Whereas the other people were, let's just say, laid back and calm and, you know, 
okay with their life. The people who were not repressing emotions didn't get lung cancer. And so I thought that study was really interesting. And I, I of course, wondered, you know, are the stressors in our lives as entrepreneurs and, you know, hustlers and, you know, working professionals, are these going to cause us to get sick if this stress isn't been dealt with in an effective way? And so that intense pressure at work, it can cause all kinds of things from like feeling vacuous, you know, just like unemotional to having disinterest in things, um, feeling emotionally separated. So these are the kind of things that I didn't want to happen to me. And that's why I looked into microdosing and psilocybin. I'm a big believer in, you know, when it comes to microdosing, there is no psychedelic experience, if you will. It's much more subdued. So you don't actually feel anything. You don't see anything. It's not like you're on like a crazy journey through the, the other dimensions. So I figured I would try microdosing. And basically how it works is you take a one-tenth of the regular dose of, let's just say psilocybin or even LSD or marijuana or even ketamine. People microdose with all kinds of different substances. But the whole point is that it's a non-psychedelic amount. You're not actually gonna feel it. You're not gonna feel high or anything. It just kind of works in the background. It works at a very deep and fundamental level to balance the energetic connections in your body, right? So, you know, just like our, all, everything in the universe has poles, right? It wants to make sure that the negative poles and the, the positive poles are, are correctly aligned with each other. So there's not this, a missynchronization or, you know, these, the energetic charge of our cells being out of sync. Because if they're out of sync, then of course, energy doesn't flow through them smoothly. In fact, it has to, you know, jump a chasm, right? If it's out of alignment, if, if one pole is far away from the other pole, the energy has to jump further, you know, effectively causing more work for the body. That's why, you know, you can feel very tired when you're stressed out because the energy is not flowing through you in a natural way. Whereas when you come into alignment, and of, of course with microdosing, this is the whole intention, it aligns those cells energetically in a way that they can communicate more effectively and they can pass, you know, ATP and energy through them. So I like to do these tests. I think I've told these to you guys before on, on here on the podcast. I like to do them in 15 day periods, right? So I'll try this for 15 days. If I find that it's effective, then I'll continue to do it longer. But what's the worst that could happen in 15 days? If I don't like it, I just stop. If I do like it, I take to it, right? Like when I tried intermittent fasting, I started with a two week test, ended up liking it and I did it for three years. Whereas there's other techniques that, you know, maybe didn't take so well. Like I like yoga, but I don't do that every single day for three years. It's more like, you know, when I have time or when it feels relevant, it's all more just like how it resonates with my body and my lifestyle, et cetera. So here's what I experienced after taking my first dose of it. First of all, you, you just take a little capsule, you know, it's like a supplement, like a, a daily vitamin type of thing. You take one capsule, you just swallow it. And the results are one, the, the most, the most prominent result that I experienced was that my muscles felt softer. And I didn't know that they felt tense while I worked before, cause I drink a lot of coffee. So I kind of run a high temperature. I kind of am like a little bit amped up throughout the day. So I noticed that the psilocybin was able to kind of like level that out bring my general operating level from, you know, this level of intensity down to here. Now that didn't take my edge off. I didn't feel like I had less sharpness. I didn't feel like I, you know, had less intensity in, in that sense, more just my body in general felt more relaxed, you know, softer. So, 
you know, if you like take a deep breath, you kind of, your body kind of mellows out a little bit. That's the feeling that I got from, uh, you know, my first experience with this. So I did it uh, every day for 15 days. Now, some people do it, you know, once every few days, and I'm by no means a doctor. I'm not prescribing this to you. This is totally just information for your observation and interest. If you want to learn more about this, I recommend that you do research. You know, you go dig and, you know, work with a medical professional or whoever has to help you to do something like this. But I'm by no means uh, recommending it. It's totally just for entertainment purposes. So a few of the other effects that I experienced. First of all, let's just say you're getting on a call with a big client or you have a big account or, you know, you got a big interview coming up. When I was microdosing, and I am right now, I noticed that nothing really seems daunting. It's not like you get that like kind of tension, that scary feeling like, oh, I don't want to do this call. It's just like you cruise right into it. Like, oh, I got this call coming up. And you approach things in a very lighthearted way. So it, it really brought down the level of, I guess, fear, you could say. I didn't feel like, um, like anxious before my calls. Nothing, you know, even if I got bad news, it was taken in like a gentle, lighthearted way which of course made me really rethink things because I'm like, okay, in this state of being, this problem seems like, let's just put it on a spectrum of one to hundred. Let's just say a big client canceling. Okay, the scariness level is at like a 90 on that. But when I was in this more altered and optimized state, it was more like a 30 or a 40. It's like, okay, yeah, this is a problem, but I'm not worried about it. I'm not fearful. I'm not worried that my, my life is gonna come crumbling down or I'm gonna run out of money and be broke or anything like that. None of that kind of like waterfall effect happened. It was just like, okay, I gotta get on this call with this client. And it's not scary. It's just like, okay, we're gonna have this call. Although I did notice that if, it, if, if I was in an, like a direct confrontation, like let's just say me and one of my employees or one of my partners or one of my clients had some issue we were dealing with, if they got aggressive, it would still have the potential to put me into that more defensive state, the more like high strung tense state. So it doesn't, it didn't solve that completely, but in general, if I could maintain my state of awareness and my you know, state of lightness, lightheartedness, then most big problems seem small. So, you know, with that, you know, you're not so worried about, you're just not worried about stuff. You're not, not worried about how you're showing up. You just show up. Right? You're not thinking about how people perceive you, you just are, you just go as you are. And that's a really nice feeling. That kind of like puts you at ease a lot. It kind of calms you. And while I still had energy, it's not like I had a lack of energy. I still had the kind of same gusto and aggressiveness that I always have, but it just wasn't tense. It wasn't like on edge, you know? So the, the effect of that was that now I had a better mood with my team. My energy felt lighter and more clean and Again, it's, it's, it's sub-perceptual as they call it. So you don't really, you're not really thinking about it. You're not really noticing it. It's just the way that psilocybin works is it, it's, a, it's a body awareness thing. So it brings a lot more attention to your physical body. So you know how you feel. And I think that's why it kind of like mellows you out because you know, like, okay, things are all good. I've got a roof over my head and this place is safe. There's nothing to really worry about. So, you know, approaching things with a lighter mood and better energy, of course, made solutions come easier, right? So at work, didn't feel like my gears were grinding, like I was kind of like trying to figure stuff out. Even when there were complex issues, it would just be like, okay, so here are the variables, here are the factors involved here. Talk it through with the team, kind of like blow off a little steam and like figure it out. 
And the solutions just came much more easily to me. So it kind of made these bigger business problems and challenges feel easy and light, even if they're quote unquote, not easy, even if otherwise they might've been a real issue, like a client canceling, you know, our clients, most of our clients spend over a hundred thousand dollars a month. So if one of those cancels, that can be super impactful to their business and super impactful to our business. So a big ass problem like that could seem crushing, but when you, when you approach it with this kind of calm state of being and this lightheartedness, not only does the problem itself seem less daunting, but it makes it easier to find solutions because you're not freaking out about it. You're not in this fearful defensive state. And when, when we're in a defensive state is usually when we start swinging, right? Like when we're cornered, that's usually when we start kind of getting aggressive. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the only time that people get aggressive is when they're projecting. If somebody is feeling attacked, then they go into a defensive state and then they attack back, right? So they project their insecurity through violence or through just the way their energy comes off, whether that's jagged or aggressive or whatever. So this kind of made me question how difficult any given task was, like any problem or project, if it seemed intimidating and daunting before, but now in a higher state of presence, it didn't seem as scary. Was the problem ever really that big? It, it, it kind of made me question everything in a sense because I'm like, damn, was this whole time me inflating these issues that weren't really like issues? And, and then after that, anything that started coming up in business, I was just like, okay, so that's going on. We'll deal with it, it's cool. Like just yesterday we had been working toward a launch. We been working on this project for three months. We're coordinating with 14 different counterparts. We've got two partner agencies working on it, 14 influencers working on it who all need special creative, who all need to post about the campaign and all of these things. Really just a whole orchestra of activities we've been working on for three months. Everything came down to yesterday and the platform that we were gonna launch broke that day in the process of adding our products to the site. So the most critical part of the launch, showcasing our new site to all of these customers who we've been put, putting them in live Zoom rooms, doing these like two hour live sessions and you know, chatting with them in Discord, doing all this community development. And then boom, everything came crashing down. So we were either gonna have to put this on pause, the client spent close to $200,000 putting this together and everything you know, stood to come crashing down. It was, it, was a, it was a very scary moment, I'll admit. And I took a step back, I took a walk, I meditated, and of course, you know, took my dosage that day. And after stepping back from it, we had a call, uh, we, we huddled as a team, and within a half hour, we found a solution. Just very calm approach to it. And after that, my body physically felt better. It was very exhausting when I thought things were all just falling apart. So it took something that, that, that seemed crushing, that seemed world ending for us, and it made it really smooth. So that's that, that kind of effect I've experienced time and time again since doing this. So it kind of removed the sensations of worry. You know, it's, it's like worry is this like, this fear thought that comes in and, and get your mind like running cycles and then amping things up and like heating it up and just making it bigger and bigger. It's like a, you know, you're pumping more air into a balloon, like, oh my God, this and then that. And it's like, just like pumping up this, you know, problem to be bigger and bigger. And without any other activity, I mean, of course, you know, walking and meditating helps, but actually having my body feel more calm 
basically disarmed, disarmed the issue. And that was, that was a really interesting. Now, those are like the, the benefits that I experienced. I didn't really have any negative side effects. I mean, if I think through, there were maybe some times when I felt a little bit tired, but I mean, I don't know if that was because I didn't sleep that well that night before or whatever, but I didn't really notice any negative side effects. Now they do say to take breaks, to not do this on a continual basis. And I guess that makes sense. You don't want to build a tolerance for any kind of external supplement that you take, but that was what I experienced. And um, it's not like I was seeing things, you know, there was no kind of psychedelic component to it. I never felt high. I never felt like out of sorts or scattered just more of a lightness, like a, it, it, this is how I would like to put it. It, it added like a simplicity, it had this like simple approach to everything, kind of like boiled away all these other distractions. Even today when I was writing the outline for this podcast, it just felt easy and natural. You know, the words were kind of flowing out of me, just hitting the paper and, you know, didn't even have to do much revisions on it. Now, another thing that I experience in my day to day, because, you know, I've got a lot of, you know, forces, you know, beckoning my attention. I didn't feel hurried or stressed. And I know that when things are hectic and I'm not in a high state of awareness, things get very hectic very quickly for me. Just my personality type. I'm, I'm a heavy right brain. I have a very hyperactive, like your perception, right? So just things around me, distractions, like people who are highly creative are generally very prone to ADD. So all kinds of different things can like get their attention and like and their mind just goes everywhere. But not with this, it just kind of relaxed that sensation. Bear in mind, there are plenty of things that I could be stressing about. Like one of our clients owes us close to $100,000. I could be freaking out about that, but I'm not. Instead, I'm just working every day, making little steps toward closing out that project and getting that pay. So instead of being worried like, hey, we have this like looming you know, money that we haven't collected. My team hasn't been paid in a month and all this stuff. It's just like, no, it's okay. We'll deal with it. We'll figure it out. So it kind of, it really brought me to a place where it's like, are these problems as big as I thought they were? Are they even real problems? If, if I'm dealing with these more complex issues in a simpler way and still getting them fixed, you know, were they ever that bad? Was it ever that serious? And my answer is no, I don't think it was. I think it's kind of all in our head and in our body about how big these things seem. Whether or not you want to try something like this, it's completely up to you. Again, I'm not prescribing it. I'm not a doctor. I'm just sharing my experience. But if you want to learn from my learnings, you, you might not even have to take supplemental, some kind of external plant medicine or otherwise. In fact, you, if you can genuinely grasp this concept that I spoke about earlier, that it makes big business problems or challenges feel easy and light, even if they're quote unquote not, if you can grasp that, then job's done. You don't even need to microdose. You don't even need to bring in these external supplements. Now, it might not be that easy, but you know, speaking from somebody who's running two companies and got a lot of pressure on me from you know, 29 employees at one company and 21 at the other, if I can do it, I don't see why anyone else can't. If, if you can, if you can look at this like, wow, none of these problems are actually as big as I thought they were, then maybe the job is done. Maybe you don't have to microdose. I guess meditation and yoga and journaling and all that stuff help. But if, if we approach life with the intention that nothing's gonna scare me today, nothing's that big of an issue that it's gonna crush my world or you know, make things call, fall crumbling down, then mission accomplished, right? You, you don't even have to bring in some kind of external aspect like this. So. 
you can benefit from the fact that most of your worries and fears are in your head. If you can grasp that this is a lot, a lot to do with just our perception of the situation and how, how much we're letting our mind get away. You know, if, if you took just that from this, it'd be a fruitful discussion because you can have real applicable impact on your life starting tomorrow, knowing nothing can break me down. Nothing can stop me. None of these problems are as big as they seem as they are. Even if people are freaking out and trying to get you to freak out too, you don't have to freak out with them and just know that it's not that big a deal. Don't need to stress about it. Yeah, you need to attack your problems and you need to deal with them or you need to attack these business challenges, but there's really no, no reason to freak out about it. And there's also no benefit to freaking out about it. I've never seen myself be more effective by way of being in a panic state. That's never worked better for me. So in these kind of situations, one, the microdosing makes it just a little less painful emotionally because you're not such a slave to your emotions. You're not giving in to every whim. But two, you can really garner the same positive effects of, of lightness and easiness without having, ever having taken a microdose. If you simply go and meditate, you know, until you physically feel better. So, you know, that's what I did yesterday and it, it resolved itself very quickly. So if you think you got big problems, trust me, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are smarter than me, who have bigger problems than me and think that their problems are smaller. So it's really just a, a matter of how you measure those things up and, and are you gonna give them your energy? Are you gonna let your physical worry and your physical energy be dedicated to overanalyzing these things? Or are you just gonna say, no, I'll take care of it. It's all good. So the biggest outcome of my microdosing experiment is just that it showed me that most of my problems are in my head. Whether those problems are projects or tasks or business challenges or pitches or whatever. I know that's easy to say, but microdosing gave me a very practical application of how I can do this. So I saw what it was like to be in this state, and now I know how to approach every day from that state. Now, of course, our bodies react how they do. You may have a physical disposition to freaking out when things go wrong, and that's okay, and you may have to do more mindfulness techniques or otherwise, but if you can grasp this concept, and, and approach it and try it just for a day. Just try, I'm not gonna freak out about anything today. I'm not gonna get worried about stuff. I'm not gonna panic. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take it easy today and I'm gonna see how that goes. Let me know how that goes. I'd, I'd love to hear if you could just try that for one day. And then you can go back to your normal self the next day. You can try, you know, with your regular level of intensity and, and commitment and everything, but let me know how it goes just doing a one-day experiment where you don't worry. Um, shoot me a message on Instagram at It's Jay Maxim. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to talk you through and hopefully help you out in some way. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think it was a really fun experiment. And, you know, if you ever want to try it, you know, that's totally on you. But my experience, pretty good. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure to connect with you. A lot of people responded really positively when I shared about my experience doing ayahuasca journey. If you haven't heard that episode, I recommend you go listen. I think it was two or three episodes ago. Um, but that, that is a much more um, deep end experience, if you will. I think a lot of people can benefit from these kind of alternative methods. And so that's why I wanted to share it with you. So if you felt like this was interesting or valuable, go ahead and share it out on your social media. Tag me so I can see that you're a listener and... Uh, and appreciate the support. 
And if you have ideas for other things that you know you'd like me to speak about, just shoot me a message on DM, and I'll make sure to put it into the queue and, uh, and draft a podcast around it. All right, guys, have a wonderful day. I'll see you on the flip side. Cheers.